Very honoured to have two great friends of mine join me to discuss particularly these uh, uh, two games against Chelsea. And the first one we've got is we've got the Gianluca Vialli lookalike. We've got Bernard Deneen. Bernard, how are you doing? Uh, Thanks for that. I knew, I I assume, I know he's a handsome guy. So uh, thank you for the compliment. It's uh, very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, Well, another one who could qualify for certain or certain similar attributes would be Ray. Ray, how are you doing? Um, all right, you calling me a slaphead? Are you calling me a slaphead? <laughs> no, no. Uh, no we, what, well, mate? We, I mean, I mean, I'm in a good mood. I've been very, very busy, but we've uh, managed to tear the cockneys apart a couple of times uh, in the last few days. So yeah, you've got to be very, very happy about uh, those results. Well, guys, it looks like. Um, Good news for us because City tearing companies apart again. But before we get into that, I am obliged just to uh, to uh, mention the passing of Gianluca Vialli. Now, I'm just going to ask the two guys very briefly for their memories or, or their knowledge. Now, for me, it was uh, quite special because around about the year 1999-2000, I'd just come back from Japan. I got my first uh, job in London. I couldn't get up to Manchester as often as I wanted to at that particular time. Obviously, like years and years before, I'd been at Main Road. But I, I did go along. I have to tell you guys, I confess this. I, di- I did go along um, to a few uh, Chelsea games at Stamford Bridge and also a couple of Tottenham games because I was, I was an enormous fan of David Ginola, uh, not the Tottenham team, just that particular player because he was a French genius. And saw him score some cracking goals there. I, I did go along and I I I got a look at Viali just at the the end of his playing uh, days, and and then he became manager too. The loveliest guy in the world, Ray, the ab, uh, an absolute diamond uh, fella, great striker for Italy, and uh, and and of course he was um he's the best friend of uh, Mancini, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we you know we we seen him on um, with pictures here with Mancini and Mancini making comments. He's saying he was he was the best of us. Um, he was very young, fifty eight years old. Um, I, I remember bits and pieces, obviously, him playing for Chelsea, um, managing Chelsea, won a few bits of silverware with them. He, he was a big name when he came to England. He was still a big name. But uh, I mean, you know, for the younger uh, listeners, that was the best part of 30, 25, 30 years ago now. So, you know, it's, it, it is a long time. But he was there when Chelsea 
I think won the FA Cup in '97, so that was a few years before Abramovich. So he was part of Chelsea coming something before Abramovich came over and uh, pumped them full of money, and they became uh, the first oil club, really. Chelsea, Chelsea did, and then they obviously really took off with that uh, influx of uh, of uh, the ruble rubles into the club, and uh, yeah, so. No, he was there at, at just before the start. Nineties, uh, Bert. Do you have any memories at all, maybe about Viali? Well, I mean, I think is I think about Viali is obviously as a player and a manager for Chelsea. Uh, our our past didn't cross that much, did? Because we it was the late nineties, so we were in different divisions. So uh, when I'm doing my little vlogs and stuff, I, I, I tend to stumble across these guys. They go, oh, yeah, he was manager or, or he was playing, but. I think I'm right in saying, obviously, uh, when I start, when there was that Channel Four program on Italian football, and Sampdoria for some reason were always one of my so I don't know why I just liked him, and I think they were promoted a lot, weren't they, on Channel Four? And obviously, it was part of that team, wasn't it, from in the mid '80s? So, yeah, I probably would have watched him for that. But I say nothing significant for City. I mean, probably we have probably our pasty cross at some stage, but. Uh, yeah, it just just wasn't a time when City and Chelsea were, were playing at the same level, unfortunately, because uh, we weren't good enough, as simple as that. Pop quiz question for Ray. Ray, TV programme on Channel 4 that, um, that Bernard was referring to. Do you, do you remember that? And do you remember who was the host of that? Gazetta Football Italia. James That's Richardson. Right. James Richardson. Richardson. I used to watch that. Uh, James Richardson is still very, very funny guy, very droll. I used to really enjoy watching that that programme. Good times, good times. Yeah, this was the, the time, I think, when um, when Gaza was playing in, in Italy. Uh, funny times. But anyway, we'll finish off this short segment by, um, of course, like wishing our best to his family and, and uh, Mancini as well, who was a great friend. And, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's obviously uh, hard for them suffering a loss at someone at such an early age, guys, 58. I mean, that's very, very young. Obviously, you know, we we wish uh, his family all the best. But um, anyway, let's get on to um, the FA Cup game, the latest one. We've got two games to talk about. Uh, the first one is um, uh, the recent one um, in the FA Cup against Chelsea. And uh, let's go through the lineup and let's just find out how many exactly that Bernard got right. Let me go through the lineup here, guys. So um, it was a 4 1 2 3 formation. Well, that's what people said. But anyway, here we go. So we had uh, Ortega in goal. We had Kyle Walker, Akanji, Laporte, Sergio Gomez, Rodri, Bernardo, Foden, Mares. Alvarez in the central striking position and Cole Palmer on the bench. Obviously, a lot of the big guns we had a, a, a Derson, uh, Philip Stones, Aka Cancelo, Gundogan, Holland, uh, De Bruyne, and Lewis. So, okay, then, Bernard, how did you do? Uh, I only got seven, but I mean, I don't think there's uh, 
any problem with that. I mean, to be honest with you, when I looked at that lineup, the big surprise for me was uh, Rodri playing. I thought he might risk Phillips and just give each half a game or something like that. But uh, And I was really chuffed that Gomez got a game because I think we were saying last time, or I've said myself, that uh, I think if he's not getting a game in these sort of games, then uh, he may as well just uh, go elsewhere because he's never going to get a chance. So, yeah, uh, only seven right, but I think it was a quite a tough one to call. But I was pretty happy with the lineup in, in fairness, that, that he put out. Ray, were you any closer and did you... Uh, did you predict um, that Alvarez would start? I thought Alvarez would start. Um, Rodri, yeah, like Bernard said, Rodri was a big surprise, I think, for me. Uh, I was a little surprised that Mara's got another run out, but, um, you know, it was it was very interesting. And obviously, we were looking at kind of one game at a time, but it was inter- interesting to see how many changes we made from the previous game against Chelsea, which was a bit of a you know a bit of a tough old game, a tough old watch as well, and looking at how many uh, changes we made and and how many first team players, you know, if you look through that lineup, how many first team players is Cal Walker still a first team player? You know, as Rico Lewis overtaking him, I don't know, but we we look at the bench, you know, look at how many top quality players who are you could argue first team players on the bench like Edison and uh, Katie B and Haaland. Uh, Gunduan, um, so many Aki was there. I think I would probably class Aki as a first team player these days. Stones, um, Stonesy as well. So we had at least six first team players on the bench. And I think Chelsea, when you look through their side, you've got eight or nine first team players starting that game out of their current best 11. Obviously, Chilwell and James are injured. So they, they went with a really, really strong side. And we were like, you know, uh, half and half. Um, so, you know, obviously, if, if I'm guessing most uh, listeners know the score by now, a lot of pressure on Graham Potter after after that, playing such a strong side and uh, against our, you know, second stringers, really. Well, let me um, let me go over to Bernard and say, uh, Bernard, um, I think a couple of wags on Twitter were talking about uh, a cu- uh, three players in particular in the Chelsea lineup that City fans were. We're gagging for at a certain time uh, not so long ago. Koulibaly was one. Jorginho was the other one. And uh, Kukurilla. And um, in this particular game, was there anything from those three that uh, made you regret, uh, Bernard, that we didn't sign him? Kukurilla didn't play, did he? I can't, I can't remember seeing him. Um... Well, he, yeah, he well, well, he was on the bench. Uh, he, right, he right, okay. Well, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like Ray was saying about picking his best team, the trouble is with Potter at the moment. He's not got. He hasn't got. Even though they got massive squad, uh, they don't have that much experience uh, first team players to pick from. So after the league game that we won one nil, I, I thoroughly expect this sort of Chelsea team. To, to to be put out against us in this game. And I seriously thought that even if we made changes, we would still be good enough uh, to beat them even if we made a raft of changes. Because I, I just I just think they're struggling. And I, I don't think, you know, although we made hard work of the 1-0 at Chelsea, uh, I didn't see anything at all. And obviously, I, I certainly wasn't worried by by the team he put out. I, do like, I, I don't mind Jorginho. He's been playing OK, actually. But as a team... 
you know, when you've got someone like Gallagher having to start the games, you, you've always got a chance uh, against teams that have to have to put him out because, uh, you know, for what what he lacks in in skill, he perhaps makes up in dirtiness. But uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't worried at all by that Chelsea team or or the guys that we were linked with. Uh, they're just playing in a very poor team at the moment. Well, I, Ray was exactly right. There were a lot of changes. There were seven changes for City. In fact, six for uh, uh, Chelsea. And uh, obviously, the notable ones um, for for us were Alvarez, Culpamer, and uh, uh, Laporte. Um, Ray, if I had have spoken to you a few days ago and told you that uh, City would have beaten Chelsea twice uh, in both these games, would you have believed me? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, even though you know, we've said in, in recent um, uh, recent games, we haven't, you know, really uh, hit the heights that we were used to from City, um, I would have been massively disappointed if we didn't win these two games. I, you know, I, I was surprised about the, the ease with which we won that second game. And I think that's something we, we might uh, chat about later, how difficult the first game was, the league one, and how easy uh, this one was and how easily Chelsea folded. And how we, to be honest, without hitting, you know, a nine out of ten performance, we absolutely battered them. Um, and, yeah, as I said earlier, Potter's under a lot of pressure because <coughs> you shouldn't be, shouldn't be getting beat 4-0, you know, playing eight or nine first-team um, top players. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I'm pleased uh, with, with, as I said earlier in the show, I'm, I'm pleased that we got the two wins. It's obviously we need to keep winning to put pressure on Arsenal in the league. And uh, the FA Cup is a, is a competition. I think we've only won twice in, you know, in recent times, ever since the Sheikh's takeover. Um, we've only won it twice. And you'd have to go back to the, was it 69, Bernard? since the last time we won it before yeah, that. Yeah. So it's a long, long time. And to have only won it twice, I think we're missing out a little bit. So it's nice to get through and get the win and get through to the next round. Easy tie yeah. in the next round, I think. Well, let's not preempt um, our discussion about <laughs> the, the game before. But I don't know about you guys, but every time I think about City against Chelsea, I keep thinking of uh, Kevin De Bruyne's firecrackers going into their net. But anyway... Um, we scored on the 23rd minute. Now, we'll talk about that in, in, in a minute, Bernard, but how did you feel about the first 20 minutes um, at the Etihad uh, against Chelsea in this FA Cup game? It was pretty naff. Uh, it was pretty naff the first 20 minutes. I thought it was pretty awful. Uh, the, the first chance I made a note of was, uh, of course, Palmer when he uh, kept a divid. And Palmer perhaps should have looked for someone else, but decided to have a go himself. That's one one small fault. There's a lot of people picking on Palmer today on on social media. A lot of people sticking up for him. But if he does have a fault, obviously sometimes he has to know when to shoot and when when to actually uh, pass the ball. And that was the 19th minute, and he, he hit the side netting with the shot where he perhaps should have looked for someone or found someone coming into the box uh, for that chance. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a slow, uh, sluggish start. It wasn't very exciting. Um, 
just uh, sort of sort of finding each uh, feeling each other out. And of course, after we did get the first one, which we'll talk about, I'm sure Ray's going to wax lyrical about a certain guy in a minute. Um, once we got that, it was more or less over and uh, one way traffic then, really. Well, let, before we ask uh, Ray about that particular one, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Bernard is exactly right. I think it was Julian Alvarez, wasn't it, Ray? He was begging for the ball to be squared. Yeah. Away. Look, I mean, Cole Palmer is in a tough spot. He played a few games last season, uh, I think before Christmas, and um, he was doing all right. I quite liked him. He, he showed some some spark and um, um I was going to use an Aussie word that people might not have appreciated there for a second. We showed a lot of uh, guts and he believed in himself. I remember one move where he uh, left a defender on his backside, turning him inside and out. Top, top play. Um, and that was last season. So he looked like, he, and I remember talking about him at the time, I said he looks like he belongs there. He doesn't look out of place in the city side. Then he got an injury. And that was kind of the end of his season. He hardly didn't really feature after that. My feeling with him is now, everybody coming into the City team, whenever they get their rare chances, they feel they've got to do something special. Cole Palmer, if you don't do anything special, he's going to be forgotten about. If he'd scored a couple of good goals against Chelsea... He'd have been remembered, and Pep might have given him an opportunity to see against Southampton in the Carabao Cup uh, quarterfinal uh, in a few days' time. So Cole Palmer and, and anybody else, and, and even the second stringers, when they get a chance in that first team, I I think they feel they have to do a little bit extra. So maybe they're a little bit greedy, for want of a better word. Uh, selfish is another, another word you can use. And they take on opportunities that... Look, he should have passed it to Alvarez, really. Alvarez had a tap-in. Um, but it's one of those things. He's got to obviously make better decisions. But he's young, what, is he 19, 20 years old? Give him time. So he, he'll have time. Um, and he's still getting in the good areas. In this city side, if you work hard and you've got a little bit of skill about it, you'll get in good areas, you'll get good opportunities. Same as Jack Grealish. I mean, I thought I'd been taking uh, shooting lessons from Jack Grealish the way... Uh, he, he was uh, he was going about, but give him time. He's got plenty of it. He's a City fan, uh, and I think within a couple of years, when we've got people like Gundwan moving on, Mara's leaving, maybe even KDB, he'll be about 34 years old, maybe uh, Palmer will be ready to step into somebody's shoes. Well, let's go over to uh, Bernard, and let's not talk about Mara's leaving too soon. The Prince of Algeria is what I call him, 23rd minute Bernard. Um, I got a text from my dad saying that's one of the best uh, goals he's ever seen uh, from a dead ball situation. What did you think? Well, he won, he won the free kick, didn't he, which was great for a start. It was a superb distance away from goal, so people like Mares and KDB would uh, relish that challenge because it was a good, um, wasn't too close to the 18-yard box. It was just right, and with a keeper like Kepper. In goal, you've always got a chance if you can get it up and over that wall. Uh, it took a little, didn't it? Take a little deflection off her head. Yeah. Um, I, I just I've watched it a few times on replay. Um, whether it possibly could have gone in anyway, as I said, Kepper's fairly useless. 
so it could have gone in anyway. But it was a superb free kick, and uh, uh, the head glance off the head just made it look even better as it uh, hit the top of the net. A fantastic free kick, and and well deserved. And I think that's is it his third against Chelsea this season. Uh, wonderful stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about Kepa late uh, a little bit later, guys, because it was quite amusing, you know, the standoff with Alvarez for the penalty. But um, let's just um, ask Ray to give Riyad some love because that was some strike, wasn't it? Give him some love, yeah. Look, um, even even if it hadn't touched, I think Conor Gallagher said, I think he would have gone in. Uh, I think uh, Gallagher's uh, little slight deflection probably slowed it down, looped it up a bit, give. Over, uh, sorry, give Kepa a slightly more of a chance. And even then, he still had no chance. Uh, it was as good a, a, a free kick you could take. And um, I just saw a, a little video earlier on uh, of Maraz's two, I think, two daughters uh, watching the, it on the big screen and uh, watching, obviously, going in. And I think they were shouting uh, uh, Champione or something, or Campione, because they probably speak French. Um, so that that was that was a little bit of fun, but it it was a spot on perfect free kick from our Algerian prince. That's three goals against Chelsea this season in three games. Um, and was it two goals and an assist in the last three games? Something like that. He's, he's doing well in the last few games, um, uh, which means he'll be dropped next game. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh my goodness! I mean, uh, Bernard, the look on Graham Potter's face uh, told you everything. Um, about what he thought about that um, and uh, within a matter of minutes it wasn't that long and we had um, a penalty uh, uh, Bernard that that come on so you've got to agree that was the clearest spot on penalty that you've ever seen surely well, I have to go for everyone else because I was in the south stand and we saw an arm go up but we we had no idea whose arm it was. It could have been a City players for all we knew, but obviously the immediate response was penalty. And you just knew as the game sort of played on that as soon as we get a stoppage, uh, people were sort of saying, "Oh, it's got it's, it's got to go to the it's got to go to the monitor for this one, surely." So I've still not watched it back to see how clear it was, but I will take your word for it. It was, but as I said at the game in the in the hubbub of the of the match, it uh, we just saw something, but we weren't quite sure what it was, but uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, apparently it was a bit a bit blatant, but uh, yeah. So uh, was it Havertz? Was it Havertz who, who did it? Uh, so yeah, yeah uh, a penalty a penalty for City. I wonder who's going to step up and take it. That's what I was wondering. That was the thing, uh, Ray. It was. Um, I'm not going to say reminiscent of the '70 World Cup final where you had Pele head the ball and shout goal as he headed it, but that looked like a. a, a a clear goal for Laporte, and then suddenly this uh, this black the black gloved hand came out of nowhere and diverted it off his head. Well, look, I mean, I want to say it was a clear, uh, uh, it was a good opportunity. I want to say it was a clear goal. Uh, I mean, if it was a clear goal, he should have been sent off for that because it, you 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 would then say it's the denial of a goal scoring opportunity. I don't even think he got booked for that. It was a deliberate handball. They punched it away from. Uh, Laporte's head um, when he had, you know, Havertz had no chance of getting there. So I, I think he should have at least got got a booking for that. 
Um, and yeah, we got a penalty. Then... Here's, a here's a question. A question for Mike. Question for what? Mike. No, he didn't get booked, but who did? Who did get booked for Chelsea? Who got booked for Chelsea? Just one player. In, in, in that who got booked? In, in that moment. No, in the game. There's only one Chelsea player booked. Who was it? Uh, I mean, you don't. I mean, I, I put it out on my show that you should put your money on this guy getting booked. So uh, you know, obviously, I, you must have watched you that. Are, but there you go. But, uh, I'm pretty sure I know. Uh, yeah, go on, go on, Ray. I, don't, I think I think Mike's was, struggling. Was it was it Koulibaly? No, Conor no. Gallagher. Colin Gallagher, yeah. I mean, if, if anyone's going to get booked against City, that guy is. So, uh, yeah, see. Anyway, I diversed. I just thought I'd ask you a little trick question. See, see, see if you're alert, Mike. You failed miserably, mate. I'm kind of used to that feeling. But, guys, um, uh, what followed was quite kind of extraordinary, Bernard, because I think that, um, obviously, um, Alvarez, uh, uh, you know... Um, walked up for the penalty but there was um from what i could see there were at least two players begging to take that penalty foden was one of them and i think there was somebody else as well um i don't know if you remember that uh, bernard um because he he was not i think mares wanted to take it i think foden wanted to take it and um how alvarez managed to like shoulder through and get to take that um, I'm not exactly sure because obviously well, Alvarez doesn't have a track record in this regard. I think he wanted to keep the record up of scoring the competitions, isn't he? So I think having won the World Cup, he was confident. Uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't. Obviously, we'll talk about the the second penalty later on. Uh, I think we did say at one time I never want to see Mares taking a penalty ever for City again. But obviously, uh, as fans, we don't count much, do we? So yeah, apparently Alvarez asked if he could take it, and uh, Mares, who would have taken it presumably, uh, fully accepted and let and let him take it. I'm not happy with this. To me, to me, uh, the decision should be made before the game. I don't all like all this. Oh, do you want to take it? Oh, I'll take it. I don't like all this garbage. I think Pep should. Should be strict, and we have a penalty taker. It's as simple as that. And uh, but obviously, uh, Alvarez took it. Uh, let, let Ray talk you through it. I mean, it wasn't the greatest <laughs> in the end, but uh, it got there, didn't it? Well, I do want to ask. I, I do want to hear Ray's uh, view, but um, I also want Ray to include in his description this uh, quite extraordinary psychodrama between Alvarez and uh, Kepa that I thought was very, very funny. I don't know if, uh, if you. Find it amusing, Ray, but what did you think? Well, uh, well Kepa obviously tried to do a bit of psyching out, didn't he? He tried to um, psych out uh, uh, Alvarez, and Alvarez just kind of calmly. <laughs> Alvarez should, should, should have said, but, but Ray, it, it, was, it wasn't the usual thing where they give, give each other the eyes and stuff. No, no, no. It, it was, was quite, quite pleasant. Quite pleasant. But I mean, Alvarez should have just said, he should have said to him, he should have said, sod off, mate. I just won the World Cup. Do you think I care? You know, and uh, Alvarez didn't care. So, you know, he, he, he laughed and joked with Kepa uh, and then did the, the best thing is to score past him. OK, it wasn't the best penalty in the world. Kepa did get a hand to it. It would have been a good save. Um, uh, he got his hand to it, but he had enough power on it or Kepa didn't have enough power in his, in his wrist. Um, you know, limp-wristed effort to try and stop that. 
Um, it needs to be get do some more work down the gym or something because once you get your hand to it, I, I'm sure Bernard would hopefully Bernard will agree. Once you get your hand to it, you should be pushing that wide. You know, you got to get a, a, a strong hand to it. Um, but hey, all that matters is the ball went in the net. City tuning up and there was no way back, absolutely no way back for Chelsea at 2-0. Yeah, Bernie, what do you think about that um, that particular uh, effort from Kepa to keep out that penalty? I mean, it, it, it got, it's gobsmacking, really, that Kepa does this. I mean, he's got he's got so many previous against City as far as penalties are concerned. We all think back to a certain classic a classic uh, thing where obviously he, he didn't want to go off the pitch he wanted to face the penalties we put every single one past him so how this guy has the nerve and the cheek to sort of try and psych our players out how, he, how he's got the nerve and the cheek to think he can actually save anything and he damn well nearly did but no I'm sorry he's just not good enough it's as simple as that he, he, if you get a hand to that uh, in theory you should keep it out but I think Alvarez perhaps put enough on it just, just enough pace on it uh, that it was difficult, right in the corner as well. Kepper Kepper picked the correct spot for a change, which he doesn't normally do. Usually goes the wrong way, uh, but as uh, Ray said, he was too limp-wristed uh, to keep it out. Ray, you and I were standing be- be- beside each other uh, at Wembley a few years ago when that incident happened, where uh, Kepper uh, refused to uh, come off. Uh, the field, he's got some balls on him, that guy, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know how to answer that. Um, look, he, he, he's, he's, he certainly believes in himself, doesn't he? Uh, he's certainly not shy uh, uh, and, and, and humble. Um, but hey, look, you know, it's, it's one of the things you could, th- could think that was, not once a career ending at the top level, but he's now Chelsea's number one. Um, you know, Mendy's had some problems and now he's injured. Um, um, he's, he's he's lucky to be where he is, I think. But you know, he's he's, he's playing in the you know top what uh, what used to be a top team, in the you know in the Premier League. Uh, he's, he's done all right for himself after you know a period on um, as a, a deputy to um, Mendy. And but when he's when he came on in you know in the last couple of seasons, he's generally been all right. I don't think he's been rubbish, and I think he's been pretty decent. And I think he's going to hold that number one berth down at, at, um, at Chelsea for a little while. Well, in, in, a, in a few minutes, we thought that maybe uh, Kepa had um, sort of redeemed himself, Bernard, because um, Rodri put Alvarez through, uh, looked like a great chance. Uh, Kepa, Kepa saved it. And... Uh, then it basically within seconds, uh, then another f- uh, free kick from uh, Mares that was pushed over the bar by Kepa. So I guess that there is evidence there that Kepa has some skills. He was signed for an <laughs> enormous amount of money yeah. by uh, by Chelsea, and we were all scratching our heads about that at the time. I remember. 
Yeah, it, it didn't cost a fiver, did it? That's for sure. But uh, as for that Alvarez shot, that was a bit of a fluff shot from Alvarez. So uh, even me at 63 would have saved that one, in all fairness. And as for the Mares free kick, I mean, you should have caught it anyway. So no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stick up for the goalkeepers' union for Kepper. I, I think uh, he's okay, but he's, he's just uh, flatters to deceive, and he's certainly not worth the amount of money Chelsea paid for him all that time ago. He, he should have keppered it out of the net. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> well, uh, Ray, eight minutes later on the game, if you thought it was, um, if you didn't think it was already done, it was defi- definitely uh, done eight minutes later. This is Philip Foden. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about this goal. Philip, was it Philip Walter Foden? Yeah, it was, uh, a, a, it was a goal of uh, sheer beauty and class. It's how the game should be played. You got, you know, we City passing the ball round at the back as as we do. Uh, ball goes out to Walker on the right hand side, still in our half, I think. And he does. I don't know who, who the player was. Was it Hall? He does the Chelsea player really nice. I think even Pet was laughing at that. Uh, it was it was an amazing bit of skill coming from Walker, especially. I mean, Raheem Sterling could should take a a, a look at that and see that's how you get past someone. And don't just rely on your pace, but it's a deft bit of skill. And then he uh, was he faded the ball, faded pass all the way from the right hand touchline out to the left. He he put it out right out to the left. Um, and we had, I think, if I'm right, three players over there eventually. I think we had Foden knocking around. Um, Gomez was there. Um, I can't remember the third one. Um, but the, and then they did a bit of a pass in between. Rodri did a, a, I think it was Rodri did a dodgy back heel or a flick. Um, but we managed to keep hold of the ball. He went out uh, back out to the left. And I think it was Gomez who passed it into, it would have been Rodri. And then, then Rodri puts it out wide on the right to Riyad Mahrez, who's standing on his own around the edge of the box. And the defender comes out. Mahrez just waits. Waits and waits and waits. And Walker comes from about 20 yards away. And Mahrez times and waits his pass perfectly past the defender. Uh, Walker runs onto it, pulls it back, and Foden's there just to ease it into the net. It was a fabulous goal. And that's what you want to see from City. Quick, incisive, decisive play. Playing with pace and intensity. Not slowing the game down too much. Dragging Chelsea all over the pitch, left and right, um, uh, you know, starting on the right, out to the left, back to the right, dragging them all over the place, making space for for, for players, putting uh, decent runs in, good crosses, and finishing with a goal. You can't ask for more. And that's got to be, you know, goal of the uh, uh, Carabao Cup, uh, uh, oh, sorry, uh, goal of the weekend, anyway, of the FA Cup. One of the goals of the FA Cup. Well, Bernard, I thought that was a, a reasonably fair description, but... Again, I've got to say, I've got to big this guy up. I mean, the the, the ball control of Riyad Mahrez again in that situation was something um, something angelical. It, it, it is a skill that I don't believe any other Premier League player possesses. Uh, I would challenge anyone to argue with me on that point. What 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 do you say? I absolutely agree. I don't think that anyone can compare with that quality. 
the way he can take balls down and control the ball. It's absolutely superb. And I think if you're looking at textbook City goals under the Pep Pep regime, then uh, this obviously falls into that category. As I say, it goes back. It went back to Ortega at one stage, didn't it? To the, in the build-up, and it's just one. I'm not. I'm not sure everyone touched it, but certainly most of the team touched it. It was just a superb team goal that we used to see. Uh, quite a few knocking about, and we've been a little bit short of them recently. But so it was uh, really nice to see our second eleven uh, coming up with such quality. It was absolutely fantastic. Well, Bernard, it's interesting you should say that because I'm going to go over to Ray because at this point, I mean, I don't often get that angry um, about like commentary, but like one of the comments that were made on the commentary that I was um, watching was. We shouldn't forget that Chelsea are without nine senior players. I'm thinking, hold on, guys. Look at the city bench. I mean, are you kidding? Holland and De Bruyne and uh, Gundogan on the bench. I mean, that's a ridiculous comment to make from, from any commentator. We've got nothing that better do have to, you know. They're struggling for things to say. The game is over after, whatever, 40 minutes. City 3-0, Chelsea not going back. You know, they... Maybe they're a closet Chelsea fan, but they've, they've got to say something in their defence. Uh, there's nothing we'd like to say in their defence because they were rubbish. You know, I don't think it was simply City were that good. We were so good and, uh, that we made Chelsea look poor. I think Chelsea were poor. You know, by that third goal, their heads were down. There was no way they were coming back. Um, and we were really in third, only in third game, like, you, like we've already said. Uh, we had a star-studded bench, you know, um, and we had ki- some kids playing. You know, even though Alvarez is a World Cup winner, he's still what twenty-two years old. Still, he's you know he's only played a handful of games for City. Is it nine or ten games? You know, you got Cole Palmer starting. He's a kid as well. So lots of you know young players. Uh, Gomez is new to the Premier League. Um, you know, uh, the goalie uh, Ortego, he's new as well. So you've got this mix. You know, mixed up sort of team, uh, and we we battered them. And so, yeah, commentators are going to come out with some some silly stuff at times. Uh, Bernard, one thing that did make a lot of the city uh, fans, the city faithful, laugh. I think it was about uh, one minute over the forty-five. You got Jorginho, and he passes it straight out for a city corner, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, and th- this was one point where I think the commentators got it right, and they said that's a pretty decent summary of uh, of Chelsea in that first half. I-, I-, I wonder if you if you noticed that, or if you noticed the 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 kind of like the kind of guffaws and mockery by the city fans to see that. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the, uh, the Chelsea guys who had a couple of tears of the South Stand and obviously uh, were making it big about chat, something to do with uh, European Cups and stuff, which I'm sure they're happy at night uh, counting how many European Cups they've won. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just, uh, they were not very, they were just weren't, they were rubbish, absolute rubbish, uh, garbage, <laughs> absolute crap. I mean, let's talk, let's be honest about it. Chelsea, the tenth in the league that 
Raheem Sterling, he's 10th in the league. I mean, this this is it. This is Chelsea at the moment. And yes, Potter's got lots and lots of problems. If he gets some players back, which uh, I think a lot of them are, are injured for a while, um, he might do OK. But uh, he is struggling and Chelsea are struggling. All they've got now is the Champions League left. So we know uh, in the past, not always the best teams win the Champions League. But uh, as I think we said before, if they do win that, it'll be it'll become Harry Potter, not Graham Potter, if they win the Champions <laughs> League this season. Uh, and that's all they've got left because uh, I think we talked about it the other day. We we're thinking top six and top four uh, on that basis. You can't you can't see them getting into the European Conference and in seventh spot. Never mind anything else that. They're pretty awful at the moment, and I wish we could. I wish we could play them every week. Let's um, ask Ray for a comment on this. Um, Ray, it's pretty rare that um, an away team against City are booed off at half time, but that's what the Chelsea fans did to their own team. Did that surprise you at all? Well, I think they're probably getting sick and tired. A bit by now, you know. Chelsea's uh, recent results have certainly not been uh, anything to write home about. They've been getting battered uh, quite on a quite regular basis. I won't say battered, but getting beat on a quite regular basis. And I, I just think, you know, you've travelled all this way up from uh, from West London all the way up to Manchester. Uh, um, you know, it's probably not the best weather and everything else, and uh, your t- your team's getting battered. Um, so they're, they're quite rightly going to be uh, displeased. I mean, you look at the like you say, you look at the table. They're sat in tenth. Okay, now yes, they've got games in hand, a game in hand over some of the clubs ahead of them. But you know, if they win that game in hand, they might they might get up to somewhere like eighth. So they're still way off. And right now, you know, uh, they're so far behind in in the league. You know, they're ten points behind United. United are fourth, Chelsea are tenth. So, you know, that's a lot to catch up. And Spurs, who are fifth, have got 33 points. So they're still eight points ahead. You've got Liverpool up there, who've got uh, three more points than Chelsea. So it's going to be really hard to get the Champions League spots. It's going to be hard, like you said, to get Europa League. So the fans are, they're not happy. They're not happy with the results. They're not happy with the performances because um, they're shocking. They really, really are shocking at the moment. Um, and they're going to, you know, it, I think Potter's going to be lucky to keep his, um, you know, his position because, I mean, look, this 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 year so far, they played us twice. Okay, that's a bit a bad fortune. They played uh, Nottingham Forest and they drew with them um, and you'd have thought that they'd have got better after the World Cup, that, that break they've had. But they haven't. They just, you know, they've really had a poor run of form for for a while. Um, and as I said, I, I I'm surprised Potter's still in his place. I think they want to obviously keep him uh, if they can there. But I'm I'm really I'm surprised that he's still in place um, because I just don't see in the short term him getting anywhere. Well, it's interesting, guys. In the Guardian, you had Jonathan Wilson cheerleading for uh, Graham Potter to be given. Uh, more time. Um, anyway, guys, we move into the second half and uh, the Chelsea response was to take off uh, Kovacic and uh, Kai Havertz and to bring on uh, uh, Z- Zakaria, who a lot of people, I know a lot of people who wanted him to be 
the replacement for Fernandinho, and uh, a brand new signing called David Fofana. Uh, Bernard, did you think it made much of a difference moving into the second half? Well, they got a shot. Uh, they made Ortega do some work on 55 minutes, but uh, they only had three shots in the whole game. So at least they got a shot in, uh, which is about all you could ask, really, at 3-0. You know, City took the foot off the foot off the pedal, as we, as we did, because that second half, really, we were just going through the motions for most of it. Um, most of the action was yellow cards and, and substitutions. Uh, that was about the highlight of the second half, I think. Um, but yeah, they got a shot in, but no, it didn't didn't make a lot of difference. I mean, when you've got a poor team and you you put players on that were picked in the first place because they weren't good enough, it's probably not going to improve you very much, and that and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, just a quick question about one particular player because he was getting a a, a lot of uh, credit. I don't know if you thought it was worth it or not, but um, a lot of people were talking about Sergio Gomez and how he seems to have matured uh, slightly into the role. What what did you think about comments like that? Um, I think he had some good bits of play. Um, some some uh, some nice touches out wide. But you know he he did make a couple of bad ricks with passes. I think. Um, which again, he's look how old is he? Twenty two years old. You know he hardly ever gets a game. You know um, you're gonna make. Some mistakes, you know, he's, he's young. The only way he's going to get better is to get game time. So, you know, I th- well, he's another one. It's his first season at City under Pep. New country, new language, new everything. Give him time. Uh, appreciate the good bits of play that he did. Hope that he tightens up uh, on on some of his weaknesses. Is he any better than um, Laporte? You know, people say Laporte's more exciting. Maybe, you know, maybe Laporte can take men on better. But right now, Gomez, he put in a decent performance. You can't knock him for that. Um, and I'm not sure he'll get a game on uh, against um, Southampton. But you've also got to look at, I think we're playing Southampton on Thursday night. Wednesday. It's Wednesday, sorry. Uh, and we've got United on Saturday, uh, Saturday lunchtime. So maybe Gomez is going to get another run out because I think we're going to play keep our best eleven for for that game against United, which I think we have to win, uh, not just for bragging rights, but to keep up our challenge in the league. So um, Gomez, you know, hopefully he'll get another game against Southampton and put in another decent performance. Well, uh, Bernard, uh, maybe as if to answer his critics. Uh, Pep did make um, a, a double substitution on the 58th minute. Uh, took off uh, Rodri and Sergio Gomez that we were just talking about. Brought on um, sexy body Calvin Phillips and uh, <laughs> the the forgotten man, uh, Jao uh, Cancelo. Um, what did you think of that uh, particular decision? It wasn't hard. it wasn't a hard one, was it, mate? It wasn't exactly uh, a tactical masterclass, was it? Cancelo for Gomez and uh, Phillips for Rodders. Uh, yes, I think even even I might have managed that one. It, <laughs> it was just uh, basic stuff by Pep, and it's good to get uh, Phillips a bit more game time, get him half an hour in, and of course Cancelo's got to work, do a little bit of work to get back in Pep's good book. So yeah, uh, a good half an hour, nothing, nothing wrong with that substitution when you're three nil up uh, 
bang on. Uh, Chelsea's response, uh, Ray, it's it's getting hard to uh, to keep track of the number of substitutions that are not available. Uh, but uh, five minutes later, then uh, Graham Potter's response um, was to take off uh, Jorginho and Ziyech and put on put on uh, Aspilicueta and uh, Omari Hutchinson, who I don't know a lot about. Um, uh, was that a progressive um, <laughs> substitution? Well, they were getting battered, weren't they? They weren't going to get back into the game. Omari Hutchinson played against us last week. He looked um, in, in the league. He looked reasonable. Uh, he looks, you know, he looks a little bit more exciting than some of their other players. I don't think it made a tremendous amount of difference to them. I think they were a little bit better in that second half, but it's City were probably in just uh, take it easy mode, you know, playing in second gear, uh, trying to get a semblance of game uh, management and controlling it. Um, but, you know, if you, if you slack off a little bit, you give the other, uh, other team a chance to um, to get uh, try and get a foothold into the game. But, I mean, they weren't good enough, simple as that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, at this point, I remember getting another uh, text from my dad. He was watching it and saying, "City are just stroking the ball around here. It's 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 becoming boring." Uh, that's from 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 his point of view. Um, but um, what sort of position, uh, Bernard? Do you think Graham Potter is in now? Because you've got so many uh, British. Uh, commentators who are um, <clears throat> arguing for him to be given more time. I don't know what you think. I'm not. I, I, I thought obviously he was great at Brighton, but he's not exactly tearing up any trees, is he? Well, how long has he been there? Four months. Uh, <laughs> just give the poor guy a chance. You know, I mean, he's 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 only just he's only just uh, turned up basically. I mean, uh, it's a good match. You know, all right. I thought at the time before they moved recently, Eddie Eddie Howe and Potter were the two two of the best British English managers, British managers, uh, knocking around. I wanted one of them to take over England. I wanted Southgate to get gone. And I would have been happy with either Potter or, or how. And I think, yeah, I think he's been. It's just one of those things. He's got so. It's a bit, bit like it, the guy at Notts Forest. He's got that many players to choose from, and the trouble is, they're not, they're not, they're not brilliant. They're not fantastic. They're just okay, good players. Some of them. He's, he's looking for the little gems in them, and yeah, it's, it's far too early. But you, I mean, this, the, the guys who own the club, of course, Chelsea. I mean, uh, with no faith or any faith that they will have patience. We've certainly got no faith the Chelsea fans will have patience. We've already seen that. Uh, they want they want him out. But what do you do unless you've got someone lined up who's, who's a quality replacement, who's going to step into the breach, which isn't much fun at the moment. Uh, God, you know, God, God, give give them a season at least. You know, uh, four months. It, it's it's pathetic. You know, they're not going to get relegated. Uh, they're not that bad, so that's not going to happen. They're not going to win sod all this year. It's going to be another season where they're going to have to try and re, you know they have to suck it and see like they've had done recently. They've done recently, haven't they, Chelsea? But uh, yeah, I can't see any 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 gain from uh, kicking him at this this point. Yeah, a lot of them um, rival fans are. Are taking quite a bit of, um, of um, a pleasure in this uh, because uh, their American owner is throwing around money like a confetti, and one of the players, of course, that he bought, Kudabali, 
and uh, uh, you saw uh, the moment that led to the next key moment in the game, which was uh, the the penal the, the foul on uh, Foden leading to the penalty. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about that and uh, ask you about your confidence level when Riyad Mahrez uh, uh, you know walked up to take it. Um, well, it was, a, it was a penalty. He he was on the wrong side of Foden. He leant on him. He went down. Um, you know, if you in, in that sort of situation, oh look, look, Foden went down like a sack of spuds. He went down nice and easy. But in that situation, you know, you 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 lean on the player. You're going to get a, um, a penalty awarded against you. It's, it's you know, he was just on you know in the wrong place. So Mara stepping up, a bit surprised that Alvarez didn't want another bash. Um, but to be honest, I thought Mara's he had that look in his eyes. He's going to leather it. Um, and he, he leathered it, and the goalkeeper went the other way, and he, he scored. So, look, it was, it's good for Maris to have that bit of confidence. You know, he might not wanted him, might not have wanted him to take the penalty because he's missed his last two, but it's good to have that confidence because there will be times when Harlem won't be right on the pitch or Alvarez won't be on the pitch, and and Maris did have a decent record. Um, so it'd be, it's good for his confidence for him to be scoring again when it doesn't matter. And hopefully he'll carry that into the get into a game when it does matter that he scores. So it's good he's got that that let's say that monkey off his back. Um, he's got the goal and uh, yeah, it's a it's got decent enough penalty. Uh, well, one thing I wanted to ask Bernard was at the end of the game, <clears throat> uh, this uh, seems a little bit cheeky and per- perhaps a little bit uh, disrespectful, but the Chelsea fans were uh, shouting for Thomas Tuchel uh, to be uh, reinstated. Um, was he unfairly sacked, uh, Bernard, do you think? And uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, we're, I'm not I'm not going to speak from a, a position of strength with City managers in the past, have we? But, uh, yeah, they probably have deserved to be sacked all our lot that have been sacked, that's for sure. Uh, well, again, Tuchel, he, he, he did a lot very quickly, didn't he? And then it went off a little bit. And sometimes, yeah, it's bound to. I mean, you know, we know how difficult it is to defend league titles when you're in a, with a league title. It's how difficult it is to go back to back. So, you know, yeah, of course he, he probably should. But the guy who, obviously, the guy who's in charge uh, did, didn't fancy him or there was there might have been some problems behind the scenes we don't know about. Of course, of course. But for Chelsea fans to... Uh, bring it. Would City fans have done a similar thing? Uh, I don't know. We wouldn't have wanted any of our managers back. At, you know, when we were going through the rough times, would we? But uh, yeah, um, no, I, I don't know. Tuchel did okay, didn't he? And then before before he sort of caught, he sort of established himself. He had a, a few seemed to be a few bad games. He was out, but uh, that's just the way it goes. So uh, yeah, a bit churlish of the Chelsea fans, but. Uh, should have been on the in the cut on the coaches on the trains back home by then. They, sh- they shouldn't have really waited. They should have gone at half time. In fairness, it was just pointless and being there. Well, Ray Chelsea have now lost five of their last seven games in all competitions, and we have learned that our next opponents in this competition are either Oxford or Arsenal. It's half time there as we speak. It's st- it's nil nil. Mm. Um, well, uh, you expect Arsenal to come through that. Um, not necessarily. I mean, we've seen a lot of shocks, a lot of shocks uh, 
in in the FA Cup um, this uh, this weekend. You know, we've seen. I'll, I'll, I'm going to rattle off a few. I know we, we, we would have talked about some of them anyway, but uh, you had Aston Villa winning going into the end of the game against Stevenage, and uh, Stevenage scored a penalty in the 88th minute and then a 90th minute winner to knock uh, the Premier League side out. That's, that's a massive result. Um, yeah, Villa fans aren't worried. They've got a Champions League European Cup in their cabinet somewhere, so they're all right. They're happy as well. <laughs> but then we've got, we've got stuff like... Um, uh, Blackpool battering Nottingham Forest. Now Blackpool, you know, in the Championship, they battered Forest uh, by four goals to one. You know, you had Burnley going to or uh, just just to interject, the Forest fans are happy as well. They've got a couple sat somewhere, <laughs> so they're all right. I was waiting for it, Burnley. I'll give you a second, but I thought he's, he's forgotten. He's it's been that long. It's about forty years, isn't it? Um, yeah, Burnley. Haven't Forrest got two? Who's who's got two? Yes, got two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So then you got Burnley winning four to uh, Bournemouth. You know, managed by uh, the next City manager, Vincent Company. Um, give him a couple of years, but they they beat Bournemouth away from home four two. Yeah, Chesterfield, who were not even in the football league, they're in the National League, drawing with West Brom. And I think they were winning three one, and West Brom come back to win a uh, draw. Fleetwood beat QPR. Um, you had uh, oh, there's another couple of good uh, good ones coming up. Um, so you had Sunderland coming from you know right at the death to beat Shrewsbury. Uh, West Ham, I'm surprised actually that they beat uh, Brentford. It wrecks him of the National League beating Coventry four three away from home. Uh, so you got some, and you got obviously um, Sheffield United beating uh, Newcastle by two goals to one. Sheffield, you know, Sheffield, Wednesday. Some, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry, sorry, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield United beat Millwall 2-0. But you've so you've had some tremendously surprising results, you know. And even the one uh, that I haven't mentioned, Liverpool. Uh, I'm really surprised they managed to squeeze a result out against Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Wolves cheated, cheated. I'm saying it cheated by. Uh, the officials out of a, a, a perfectly good goal. Even a blind man could have seen that, that the fellow wasn't offside. It was just a shocking uh, level of uh, officiating. And uh, I, I do hope to get rid of that offside rule for for Salah's goal. That was disgusting, so unfair. And so, so there've been so many surprising results. Hey, it's nil nil at half time. Why can't Oxford? You know, um, carry on. And I don't think they're stalling Arsenal. I don't think Arsenal really been uh, done enough to deserve anything out of this game so far. So, hey, you got to keep your fingers crossed. That that would be really funny. It would be really funny if uh, Oxford could somehow beat Arsenal or even get a, a, take Arsenal for a replay because Arsenal wouldn't want that. They certainly wouldn't want that with all the games that they've got uh, lined up. They certainly wouldn't want that. Um, but. You know, uh, let's see what happens in the second half. Well, Bernard, just a brief word about the previous game. Obviously, it was the same two teams, but I do remember a few choice, unrepeatable uh, words uh, from Ray on Twitter at uh, uh, about that game until the point at which um, Mara scored, which was correctly predicted um, by myself and a certain other journalist who, who thought that... Um, you know, with Mares coming on, he was going to give them the runaround. He was the one that got the goal. Um, how are your feelings about that game? I mean, were, were was that very fr- as frustrating for you as it was for the rest of us? 
Well, I was gutted. I was waiting for a Sterling masterclass, but he only lasted two minutes, didn't he? He was, uh, he was off the pitch. I was looking forward to that, but well, it was a bloody awful first half, wasn't it? Let's be honest about it. We, we were terrible. Uh, we saw that lineup, and it was it. We thought, oh, uh, we got uh, Aki as centre back. We got Cancelo as left back. Yeah, Pep's going back to his, and then we ended up as uh, Cancelo as a right winger, didn't we? I mean, it was it was absolute chaos. Uh, and he certainly Cucurella, who we mentioned early on, and didn't get a game in the second one, but uh, he was flipping awful. I mean, it, it don't matter who you stuck again. I mean, I think Ray would have even tore him a new one, Cucurella. He was absolutely <laughs> terrible. And uh, of course, Cancelo took him, you know, took him to the cleaners. The trouble is, he couldn't cross it. He couldn't find a City player afterwards. That's the only problem. So, yeah, we were awful first half. A lot better the second half again against. Uh, a slightly better Chelsea team, but not that fantastic. Uh, and we got the win and. Basically, that's all you can say about about that game. Um, let's hope our next league game we perform a little bit better than that one. Ray, I think that was the point um, by Chris Sutton on the BBC. He said, "My goodness, if Cancelo is doing that to Cucurella, what is Real Mares going to do to him in the form that he was in?" And he was proved right because literally a few minutes after he made that point, well, bang, yeah. it's one nil. Yeah, look, look, it was it really was a horrible game. That first half is is nothing to to write home about. I mean, I mean, Pep said he picked the players that the fans wanted. Um, you know, I don't know if that. Yeah, bl- blame us, Pep. Yeah, blame us, mate. Yeah. Cheers. Well, I, threw it, I threw it back at him, and and, and I said, I, I would have, I would, you know, I wanted to, to, us to play a different system. I wanted us to play a three-two-two-three system, play somewhere different. Um, I wanted Calvin Phillips to to play. Uh, and, and he didn't pick him, so you know, don't blame us fans, blame yourself. You know, look at I mean, it's, it's just like Pep, you know, it, it, that's it's a very actually, it's a very clop kind of thing to to do, isn't it? Blame somebody else that's blame something that's got nothing to do uh, with the decisions that uh, Pep's made. So, but it was it was a shocking first half, uh, and then as if by magic, when Pep brings on two. Who did he bring on, Bernard? Was it was it Jack Grealish and Riyad Mahrez? It was Grealish and Mahrez who combined for the, the guys. Yeah. The guys yeah. that he dropped that he knew he shouldn't have done because the fans were on his back. The, those two guys, yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know, so I'm sure Pep will listen to the fans in the next game, won't he? Um, <laughs> you know, so, fat chance. So yeah, you know, they obviously they combined within a few minutes of coming on for the goal, um, and. Look, end of day, you're just glad to get the three points and go away. But the disappointing thing for me is, is Chelsea were in tenth. Okay, they're struggling. They'd lost four of the last uh, six, well, whatever it was. Actually, five of the last seven in all competitions. But now they've lost five of the last seven. Before they play, played us last week, they'd lost three of the last five. They were not very good at all, and uh, they were dropping down the league. And for a team in, you know, that was my worry that following on from the Everton game, when Everton, like, Everton are really crap. Uh, they've lost now six of the last seven. Uh, the only game they didn't lose was the draw with City. From the Everton performance then to the Chelsea performance, that was my concern with two ranked bad teams out of form uh, at the moment that, you know, we, we've struggled against them. Um We've we've stopped uh, being free flowing and free scoring, um, but at the end of the day, 
all that mattered was those three points. We got them. It didn't look uh, particularly nice. Hopefully, you know, the, the FA Cup game will get us back on the right track uh, and, and we'll get back into playing the way the City, you know, we know and love. But it's interesting. That shocking game, we had Haaland up front. We did look better, some people have said, um, without Haaland, without that focal point, with you know, with Alvarez dropping deeper and more of a, the system that we had last season. But there's no way you can not play Haaland. But it'd be interesting if Haaland doesn't start against Southampton, how well we how how we play there. You know, do we look at a better team? I think that's the that's the thing. We look. We I think overall we do. Well, we can look a better team without Haaland. But there's no way Haaland's not going to play uh, the big games when when you know when when they're up again. Well, guys, I'm pleased to announce that. Uh, well, finally, I'm able to announce that um, I'll be back in the UK. Um, at the end of January, uh, looks like the 28th at the moment. I, I'm going to be able to meet up uh, uh, for the first time in uh, in four years uh, with uh, Ray. I'll be able to see Bernard and I'll be able to see um, uh, a few other people like uh, Presswitch Blue and uh, obviously Mark McCarthy. He's the guy that sells me my, um, my Nasri shirts. He's got another one on the way to me. Uh, <laughs> that might make uh, some people laugh. But when I see you all again, and uh, and I see Don Grant again, I'm going to put a bet on with you guys. Uh, I wonder if anyone is going to take me on on this bet. I, I, I'll i put up 10 quid that uh, Frank Lampard is the first guy to get the sack um, in 2023. Does anyone want to argue that with me? Or, uh, or, you know, what do you think? Well, let Bernard answer that first. Let, let, let's talk no, about I mean, no, no, I think he's one of the top two or three, isn't he? You're not far out of the old bookies when I look at the next to go, of course. Uh, I, I wouldn't argue at all with you. There's uh, uh, two or three could could be facing the sack, but he's still, uh, I think he's still in prime position up, up there to be uh, to be kicked out. What do I you reckon, if, uh, I think if West Ham hadn't beat Brentford uh, at the weekend... Moyes is looking in 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 big trouble because they've lost four of the last five as of Everton, and um, yeah. it's only on goal difference that West Ham are not in the relegation zone. So, I think Southampton have just changed the manager, so you can't see that. Lopetegui's just arrived at Wolves, so that he ain't going anywhere. Um, then you got Everton, West West Ham, Bournemouth have got a new uh, American owner, and they're giving was it Gary O'Neill uh, <laughs> the permanent position. Forrester. You know, a few places outside the uh, drop zone, and didn't they give their manager a, a, a massive new contract? Leeds underperforming, but still, you know, I, I don't, I can't see, it. and then anybody will above them, even though Leicester have had a bad run. You know, they're still it's only two points off the bottom three, but they're in thirteenth. Palace are in twelfth. They've had a, a, you know some bad results re- recently, uh, and, and then you have got Villa who have been on the up, so. I think the two people who are under pressure are Lampard and uh, David Moyes. And I hope both of them lose their jobs. Uh, and I, I certainly hope Everton go down. It's about time Everton go down. And I, I don't mind if they take West Ham with them. Ooh, I'm going to get a few responses to that comment, let me tell you. But, um, guys, um, let's uh, uh, just before uh, uh, we finish, um, we come on to the section called AOB or any other business. 
Uh, guys, is there anything city uh, connected or remotely connected that you'd like uh, to talk about? Well, our kids battered uh, it Arsenal six 0 uh, at the weekend, so that was that was only yeah. under eighteen, I think. Uh, absolutely smashed them uh, to bits, uh, so that's nice. So it shows that you know the future's uh, very bright uh, for City. And any other? Yeah, City, any uh, other? Well, I think this, this, the the FA are looking into um, homophobic chants, aren't they, by City fans? Even though obviously City fans were showered with things. I mean, uh, I did hear some, but it was very, it's very muted. It certainly wasn't. Uh, as loud as I've heard it at other grounds, certain certain songs that's very popular to to shout at Chelsea fans. But uh, uh, yeah, so they're looking into that. What'll happen? I'm not too sure. And the GMP are looking into it. There's, uh, I, I believe a young supporter got injured again. I've not seen too much on that with something thrown uh, from the top. Uh, this this allowing away fans, certain away fans, to have to. The top tier, or even in Chelsea's case, the top two tiers, uh, does cause a lot of problems. And uh, you know what? Why there's not policing in the front of those stands anyway? It's all stewards. I'm not too sure, but uh, it's just just an accident waiting to happen long term. And uh, yes, I don't I don't agree with the chanting, but obviously the physical side of it needs more looking at rather rather than that. We've got to start. You know, get on top of it all, but we have to prioritise. I think the physical side rather than the the verbal that can that can come later on. There's we've got got to sort our priorities out. I think. Well, uh, Ray, well, I was I was kind of like uh, I was surprised um, about what you said earlier. I was kind of thinking that you you might be half hoping that Arsenal came through against Oxford because it's about time, isn't it? that we saw City uh, up against uh, Arsenal. I don't know if that particular um, FA Cup tie would come before we play them in the league. What do, what, what do you know the about F- that? Yeah, yeah. it does, yeah. yeah. Uh, the FA Cup is the 28th or the 29th around that. Or the, it starts on the 27th to the 30th of Jan- uh, January. So it would definitely come before the, um, the Arsenal game in the league, which will be a couple of weeks later. But look, it's 50, uh, I'm just checking, 57 minutes gone or something, still in a little. So come on, uh, Oxford. Um, Yeah, Uh, Arsenal are getting better. They've had five shots to Oxford's three now. It was 3-3 a minute ago, so they must be piling on the pressure. (laughs) And it's any other business. I could ask you, Bernard, can you name any of the... (laughs) This is tongue-in-cheek. I'll put you on the spot. Can you name any of the six players that the Manchester Evening News... Can you repeat that, Ray? What, 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 which six players? Manchester Evening News. <laughs> Manchester Evening News have said, they, they did an article naming uh, with six players that City have been linked to or, or uh, linked to signing. Not just talking about Link to signing in January. <laughs> now, we don't do signings in January. I, I, believe, I, believe, I believe a couple were Mbappé and Torres, weren't they? <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not even bother reading that because it was just... Uh, who are these six players? I, I would say possibly Jao Felix because he's been linked with everybody. He's going to Chelsea. But I don't know who they were. I just, look. The thing is, I, I, I didn't read the article on Twitter. I just saw a couple of guys mention Torres and Mbappe with laughs. So whether, whether they were, I'm not sure. But that was well, probably the level of 
level of journalism that we're talking about. This is the level of journalism where it's just ridiculous. And and, and to the credit, people on Twitter didn't bother engaging with the, uh, the, the Manchester Evening News. Yeah, I think they had about two replies, and one of them was mine, slagging them off. Um, so it was, well, it was just... Well, yeah, one of them was mine with just a, bun- a bunch of crying, laughing faces. That's all <laughs> I put on it. <laughs> Ray, one so, thing that really uh, tickled my fancy was uh, the report about Edin Dzeko potentially going to Man United after he stuck six fingers up against them. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. Why would he take a step backwards? <laughs> I know even at 36, <laughs> he's still too good for them. Um, Absolutely. All right, lads. Um, uh, so, uh, Bernard, uh, let's finish off by saying, what's what's up next for City? Let's talk about the next uh, couple of weeks. What have we got? To- well, I'm... I'm- after not ever visiting the Dell, after not ever visiting St Mary's, I'm going for my third trip down there in the last 18 months, I think. So, yes, we're up against Southampton in the old... It's our cup, isn't it? It's going to be our cup again, the Carabao Cup. Uh, yeah, and based on what I saw against Chelsea, um, if we play a similar team, I can't see poor Southampton and Mr Bazuna in there uh, coping. I'm sure he'll play against us. That'll be interesting, but... Uh, yeah, we've got the uh, quarterfinal, so let's get through that. I think it's uh, I think it's straight to penalties, isn't it? So there's no yeah. uh, extra time. I don't think there's no VAR, so that's even better. Uh, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that part. It doesn't take that long now. Only about four and a half hours to get down there. It's not like the old days it used to take about seven. But um, so I'm looking forward to that. And obviously we've got a a big league game coming up after that. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, team Pep puts out. What what uh, big league game are you talking about, Bernard? Uh, I think I think uh, we've just been disparaging them, haven't we? Which is a, probably a big big mistake because I think for the first time, I think United really believe, as they always do, that they perhaps have got the potential to get something out of a United City derby at Old Trafford. Which, let's face it, is sort of been our domain for the last few seasons. Uh, and let's just hope we keep uh, we put them down, we put them in the right place, and. Uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have chances, aren't? They? Let's face it, United are gonna have chances. Rashford seems to be playing particularly well, and it's how we cope in those moments when United have the chances that's the problem. And hopefully, we won't see a display like the first half at Chelsea in the league and the Everton home game. Hopefully, our league form will return with with uh, to finish them off again. You know, I'll I'll be happy with a two-one. Even more will be better. Uh, nice. Uh... Nice way to finish off. Final thoughts, Ray? Yeah, look, we've got a really tough couple of months. I think we've got 13 games before the end of February. Now, you've got United, we've got Spurs in the league, we've got Wolves, then we've got the FA Cup fourth round. Then we've got an away game against Spurs as we head into February. Uh, we've got Villa. Um, and Arsenal, Arsenal have took the lead, so we'll be playing Arsenal, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, I was just about to mention, we've got Arsenal in the, in the league uh, the day after Valentine's Day, then we've got Forest away. The Champions League starts again at the end of uh, towards the end of February. We've got Leipzig away. We've got Bournemouth away. Tons and tons, uh, or well, Bournemouth away. Only if we get don't get through to the final of the Carabao Cup because it's that weekend. Um, so thirteen games in uh, about six and a half weeks, seven weeks, whatever. You know, it's every three, three, four days. It's a game. Um, it's going to take a lot out of our squad. 
But you know, we're we're City. We're we're good enough to to be able to hopefully deal with it. And and I think then obviously the next two months are going to define uh, our season. Well, guys, we'll be with you every step of the way. This is the Bolt from the Blue podcast. You've been listening to uh, Bernard Janine and also uh, Ray Bubbles. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Let's finish off in the normal way. Well, I've got one uh, thing to say, fans, guys. I've got one thing to say to the fans. Uh-huh. Uh, for all you Japanese speakers out there, I shiteru. I bet I you sh- did. I, I think Ray. <laughs> I, 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 I think Ray was trying to say "aishteru," which means "I love you." <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm doing it nice and slowly because if I did it too quickly, I think I've done that old traffic a couple of times. What you just I, said, right, then. My thing is, <laughs> if I said it too quickly, I would have said "aishteru," and I just uh-huh. didn't think you wanted that. So "aishteru." Aishteru. Aishteru. My, the thing is, I, I, I may. I, I, I'm trying to keep this. You have to uh, get back clean. onto Japan, didn't we? I, Just fi- finish like it, Mike. Finish the show. Not like you, Mike. <laughs> Not like you. You get it out, wham, bam. I should do really quickly. I'm. I take my time. Ladies like that, Mike. I shiteru. So take it nice and slow. Ray, what you need to know is that that I in the middle is not pronounced. So it's I shiteru. I shiteru. Well, I'm yeah, it's just one of one of the benefits of me having lived lived there for a couple of years. But uh, I can that that's certainly the way that it's spelt. But um, up I, the I blues, up I, the I blues. Think, I, I think as, <laughs> I think as Bernard uh, warned us at the beginning of um, of the show, we we should probably not get into those stories. I'll save that for when I meet you guys at the end of January. But um, well, I can't let, wait. I can't wait. I'm counting the hours. <laughs> what, yeah, my, you know, what's blues in Japanese then? Is that, what's, what's that, that one? Sorry, what's that, Ray? What's, what's blues in Japanese? Oh, what What is blues? Yeah, up the blues. Up the blues. Oh, gosh, I'll have to think about that for a while. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, as Bernard uh, uh, sagely suggested, let's finish it, finish it off now by guys saying we'll see you after the next game. And until then, up the blues. Up the blues, guys. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.